Hi, and welcome to the Fem Factor podcast. We are your co-hosts, Dr. Laura and Dr. Nicole. This is a place for women just like you desiring to learn, be inspired, and find community. We'll be discussing everything from health, longevity, and aging, to mindset, high performance, and cycle syncing, to intuition and healing physically, emotionally, and spiritually. All from a lens that is based both upon the latest health research and feminine energetics. Blending equal parts scientific evidence and inner wisdom, we invite you to elevate your biology, empower your intuition, and embody your magic. Welcome back to another episode of the Femme Factor podcast. Today, Nicole and I have a super exciting guest. It is Chef Ash Delroe. I have firsthand, well, both of us have firsthand experienced Ash's incredible cooking at several retreats that we've been to. And she is a fan favorite in our personal development circles for masterminds, retreats, you name it. And what I love about her cooking style is all of her food is super healthy on top of being delicious, which of course is super important for someone like me who tries to practice what they preach. So Ash, thank you so much for taking the time to come on with us today. We are so excited to have a foodie conversation on the podcast today. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for having me today. It is always a blast to talk about food. It's what I love. It's what I do. And I'm always here for it and to inform everybody that I can about, you know, just the healthy eats, but still, you know, being delicious and fun and I'm all about it. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I remember at our last retreat at powerhouse women, we, um, you made the, just every, every meal was delicious. And so much. So I remember, I think we ran out of certain things at a certain point. And it was, I remember you saying, I've, ne- I've never had a, a group of women eat this much before. <laughs> yes. You never know. Like I obviously like I learn as I go what things are like, okay, this is gonna be a fan favorite now. So now I need to prepare and make extra. Like you just never know with these retreats. And I cooked from anywhere for you know to to six people, four people to twenty-five people at one time. And it's just a learning experience as I go. (laughs) Well, I know, and I I thought it was fantastic because one you know, we're, we're really shifting the paradigm around this, like, I'll have the salad with no dressing paradigm. And also because it was so good and like Laura said, healthy, which a lot of times is one or the other, but you truly have this magic of being able to combine both. And so tell us a little bit more how you became Chef Ash. Have you always like, were you with your easy bake oven at age three or, you know, or was this something you didn't realize you loved until maybe you out of school or yeah. So how did you get to this? this oh, place? so funny. I've had a funny relationship with food. Um, when I was younger, I was the the tomboy making mud pies in the backyard. And my mom would give me baking soda and vinegar and all these spices that she wasn't using or whatever it was old stuff in her cabinet. And like, she would give it to me. Um, you know, she wasn't a crazy chef herself, neither. Well, I, I shouldn't say my dad, my dad actually cooks a lot. Um, he has a couple restaurants. So I've always been around food and the industry my whole entire life. 
but I wasn't ever super into like cooking these meals and stuff when I was younger. Um, I loved picking vegetables from the garden and going fishing with my dad. That was a really big part of my childhood. And I just cherish those memories so much. Like one day I definitely need to have my own garden and get out of a condo. Um, but then, you know, I just realized later on, I think I had graduated high school and I realized like, you know, what do I want to do? And I ended up going to culinary school in 2010. And so I moved from Washington state. That's where I grown up in that country lifestyle, loved it so much. Um, but then I needed a change. I needed to move. I was just feeling like I just want to learn. I want to get out into the world and, you know, made my way to Scottsdale AZ where I found Le Cordon Bleu. And so I went there for a couple of years and absolutely fell in love with everything, everything about um, the basics of cooking and how to just create a beautiful meal. Um, obviously in Le Cordon Bleu, it's a lot of French cooking and it's a lot of butter, a lot of cream, a lot of these healthy, you know, unhealthy, delicious things. Um, so my cooking has definitely, um, evolved over these last, God, what has it been almost 14 years now since I've been to school. Um, and so the culinary school world was incredible. I've met so many great chefs and have friends from school to this day, um, but, uh, you know, cooking day to day for me, I used to meal prep for myself. Now it's, I find it that I'm so busy with work. It's hard to meal prep for myself and cook these healthy things. But, um, I've definitely over the last, like, I want to say five years have gone into more of kind of holistic, um, approach to my health. And I have gone to looking into, you know, getting, um, my degree and like, some sort of like nutrition kind of based schooling. And so I've been uh, researching and going to school the last year um, and studying just like the microbiome of the gut and everything and just really focusing on how, you know, the longevity of your life. And I want us to be able to, to feel good and eat really well, but eat tasty, tasty things. So it's been a fun adventure. I am all about that. I love that. I also love butter. So I don't want to bash on butter because butter, I feel like is a staple in my, in my diet. My skin is so happy when I have lots of butter. Um, I love Kerrygold, girl. Yes. Kerrygold. Oh my gosh. We buy it in like those value packs of like 10 sticks of butter just to make sure we always have yeah. it around. Like so good. So I still do the Kerrygold instead of heavy cream. I do coconut cream. <laughs> Yum. Love that too. And I, I, I am passionate about this conversation because, you know, Nicole and I, other health professionals, like we're on here trying to tell people like, Hey, food is medicine. Like it, it, it can be so important to your health, more important than the pills, more important than the vitamins. But for a lot of people, it feels like a big hurdle. Like, Oh, if I eat healthy, I'm depriving myself. If I eat healthy, it's boring. If I eat healthy, it doesn't taste good. And anyone that has experienced your food would never have those never have those thoughts come through their head because it, the taste, the flavors are incredible. And while I see you working your butt off, the reality is the ingredients aren't always super complex. They're things that you can find at most, most grocery stores. It's just about learning to enjoy the experience of putting it together and trying something new. So I, I love just bringing your perspective to this conversation so that people understand like 
you don't need to be a doctor to help people eat healthy. Like you, you can do this on your own. You can do it in a simple way that tastes good, that makes you feel amazing. You can do some of these simple ingredient swaps we're talking about, like coconut cream for heavy cream and still get great textures, great flavors, you know, and, and everything that comes along with that. So I, I love that aspect of it a yeah. lot. And the second piece is, I feel like something you do so well is you have do a great job of bringing people together around food. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the times when we talk about diets and nutrition, like we forget about that cultural social aspect of it and your food ultimately brings people together with you, with each other. So is that something that you have always enjoyed? I know that you do a lot of cooking for retreats or things like that, but has, has that part ever been something you're really drawn to? Like not just the healthy eating and the flavors, but seeing the community aspect kind of come together around your cooking. Absolutely. Um, I would say, so I'll go back to my first retreat. My first retreat was in 2020 for Lindsay Schwartz in Scottsdale. Um, and it just opened up my world, um, I would say, as far as the the community. So I, I was so new to what community meant and just what it was for that to have that kind of support in your life. I had never known that. Um, you know, I've had obviously friends and everything, family, but it's different when you are kind of a new entrepreneur for me. I had, you know, quit my day job and I had just trusted my gut and went with my passion. And I was like, I can do this. And I went out on there on a limb and I just started tagging her and she sent me a DM and it was just like, is this real life? Is she sending me a DM right now? Is this real? And so, um, you know, when that happened and I went and I cooked for the retreat and I just seen what she was doing and just that feeling of community and the support of these incredible women together, it made it almost like it was a new type of feeling for my food within myself when I was realizing what this was and how I was nurturing these people during this time, like a retreat is such an intimate space. You're, you're learning, you're growing, and it's just such a, it's just a different kind of a container. And so for me, it was just such a new world. And that just expanded, I think my brain, as far as what I do with my food and how to um, nourish these people in a way that it helps them function at a higher level day to day, especially when you're going through these changes. And so um, community has always been so important, but just especially the last few years and cooking for retreats, I'm almost at 30 retreats now in the last couple of years. And it's just been a wild ride. And it's just been, it's a snowball effect. So when someone is at her retreat, or when someone is at this other person's retreat, they're like, can you do mine? Can you do mine over in this and this? And so um, I really try and bring that, um, that my love for food and just the way that community means the meaning of community, you know, to that in that space. And it's just been incredible ever since. Oh, that makes me so happy. I mean, congratulations, first of all, 30 retreats in the time of COVID, like, Thank wow, you. that is just a testament to how incredible you are and your beautiful cooking. So yeah, congratulations. So I so appreciate it. Well, well done. And um, I just, I love you using the word nourishment 
Mm-hmm. And especially within the context of community and food and medicine, when we talk about medicine or healing, mm-hmm. because what I find, especially being in this era of longevity and aging well and biohacking and all these you know, buzzwords is so many people have such dogma around food or they're extremely punitive around food. Like this is bad and this is good. And these things are absolutes. And it just makes me cringe with anything that comes out as dogma or absolute, whether it's food or religion, right? This whole concept. And so for you to be talking about nourishment and feeding our souls and community and how food brings together people, I think of like travel. And when you go travel, how, how, what's the first most intimate way you get to know a culture is through the food. Mm -hmm. It's such an important part. And yet here, in our society, in the US in particular, I feel like just because I have traveled quite a bit, like Mm -hmm. food is just looked at as a necessary evil by so many people, or um, something that is, you know, going to make me fat, or make me feel like I can run 30 miles. And so it's always not that that's not a bad thing, like we need fuel, but also like there's so much more underlying food than just it as fuel or as something we need to survive. Like, can it be pleasurable and, mm-hmm. you know, help us feel more alive when we use our senses to like mm-hmm. feel that burst of juice when we eat a peach or smell mm-hmm something baking or like it it can be so much more than just like, Oh, I'm starving. I'm going to grab something, shove it in my mouth and keep going or go through the drive through at some fast food restaurant. And so, and yet that's what so many people do. And they don't take the time to really bring in food as something to help them feel more alive and more nourished. And um, Mm -hmm. so I love that you you spoke to that. It's so, so important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is nourishing your entire being. Uh, Food is more than just, um, you know, keeping you alive. Um, Like you said, it can be just joyful. It can be so happy. And I feel like it's just a big, big part of um, overall well-being and longevity in your life. Um, I think that we have such a, there's such a strange thing that's happened the last several years, if not decade with social media, um, and everything about food and dieting. Um, and it's not a diet. This should not be a diet. It's healthy, whole food. Whole food is so good for you. And it's not a diet. (laughs) Um, it's just, you know, to be able to look at food in a way that, you know, this is, this is going to help me survive every single day. Like you should take time and pleasure. And we are just, I think society is too much, a you know, in that instant gratification type of a mindset. 
um, and it's unhealthy, you know, um, and I'm obviously a victim to that sometimes. And I know probably so of you, are you guys like it's same with, you know, just sometimes, you know, we're in that go, go, go hustle. And it just so happens that, you know, oh, well, this place is right here. I'm just going to stop and grab something. But, you know, if you, if we have the mindset to really take time to prepare, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. There are simple things to do to kind of set yourself up to feel good throughout the week, um, to do a little bit of meal prep, you know, it is so worth it. And it goes such a long way for your body and longevity in your life. 100%. And I, I used to be the person with meal prep that I'm like, okay, everything has to be portioned out into its perfect meals, which was yeah. like exhausting versus yeah. Do I have a couple of staples of things that are mm -hmm. going to save me time that are ready? Like I have some proteins over here and some amazing veggies here. And then I get to play around with them and mix and match depending on what I feel like and enjoy all the different mm -hmm. flavor combinations as I go. So even weeks when I'm busy, I know I've learned to have a, a healthier relationship with what meal prepping was and to be much less rigid about things. I... I actually thought, I thought of you the other day, I was downloading this like recipe book that was called like protein bakes. And I'm like, awesome desserts with protein. And then I sat back mm. and I was like, what am I doing? Like I, I rarely eat dessert. And if I do, like, I want it to be really good. I don't want it to yeah. taste like protein powder. Like everything doesn't need to be like about that, yeah. the numbers about the goals that way. Like if I want yeah. a dessert, what would be really nice would be to go out somewhere with a girlfriend or my partner and get a really good dessert and enjoy it together. And it's, it's yeah. that experience. I think that we're all trying to say, like, we've gotten away from that a lot in our country in particular, and it's turned into a numbers game with diet and mm -hmm. calories and protein goals. And I know some of the listeners are going to be like, Laura, that's heresy. You're always talking about protein. Yeah. And you're right, I am. But yeah. we also don't need to be so obsessive to the point where like, we're really not enjoying it along the way in pursuit of, of the way that we think it has to be. Like, yes. I know Nicole travels a lot to the Mediterranean region, to Italy, and both of us are fascinated with the blue zones for the longevity purposes. And like, Damn, oh my God, girl, let me get those purple potatoes every day. Yes. Oh, so good. Right. And <laughs> I, I always sit back and I'm like, okay, none of these people are counting their calories or protein. No. They're not like making protein no. desserts. They're not slamming protein yeah. shakes yet. They're happier. They're healthier. Like what, what are we, where's the yeah. disconnect a little bit? And I, I do believe that in the U S we do have to work a little bit harder for a lot of reasons, just to make sure we have healthy food. But I think sometimes we do get so caught up in that. It's just this like this drive to like optimize everything that like yeah. sometimes food, I think we do need to step away and remember, okay, what is this really about? Because now it's at the point where in my practice, I have to teach people how to slow down, how to activate their parasympathetic nervous system so they can digest their food. And it, that shouldn't have to be a central teaching point. That should be a, that should be a given. And then we can guide around nutrition, but because we're rushing so much, because we're so busy, because we're trying to, to, to do our food based on numbers instead of how we feel and what we enjoy, mm -hmm. that piece is missing. And I, I actually think that's the root of a lot of digestive distress more so than the mm -hmm. food itself. It's kind of how mm -hmm. we're looking at food, how we're bringing it into our lives a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I think what you do is such a beautiful example of you can still be healthy and get these things and you can do it in a way that is much more relaxing and enjoyable than stressing yourself out over counting every little thing. Oh, 
Absolutely. Um, the treats. Oh my goodness. So a little bit about of what I do during the, the weeks. Um, so I, I cook for a few of our pro athletes here in the Valley. Um, and they, let me tell you, love the sweet treats, but they, you know, it's made with coconut sugar. They're made with, you know, almond flour. They're made with just the, the highest quality ingredients, you know, pasture raised organic eggs, just beautiful, beautiful, um, you know, great nuts and fruits and just desserts could be such a, it just makes you feel so happy and so good to just slow down for a second and just enjoy something that's actually good for you. And what I like to do is incorporate like beetroot powder into my desserts. You know, I'll do beetroot powder, like brownies made with sweet potatoes. Um, or, you know, we do like a carrot cake, um, recovery muffin and it's got reishi mushroom in it. Um, so I like to incorporate a lot of medicinal herbs and uh, mushrooms and, you know, different powders that will just make you feel good and help you with your blood flow, blood flow, nervous system and all of those things. Um, but also I always want to make sure that, you know, people realize like, you know, take a minute for yourself to really enjoy your meals. Don't just be eating on the go all the time. It's so important for you to sit down and enjoy and take a minute for your whole entire body. Um, but, uh, the meal prep as well, like, you know, I'm on the go, I'm moving and I'm hustling and bustling Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday with all of these meals, cooking like 50, 60 meals, just all around the clock um, for these people. And it's just heavy protein, a lot of veggies, um, cooked in ghee or Kerrygold butter, love avocado oil, just all the healthy essential fats that we need too. So it's just realizing that you need these healthy fats. They're not bad for you. Like you can have some of these things and it's just, you're going to feel so much better, you know, after a few weeks of you eating healthy and in this way for your body, it's just a no brainer to really take the time and, and, um, focus on your nutrition a little bit. And, uh, it's a big difference. I remember, um, cause I love dessert, but I remember, and I'm not a big chocolate fan, but you made a chocolate avocado pudding. Oh my God. <laughs> Was that so good? I, that just came to mind. I haven't thought about it in a long time. <laughs> Talking about treats with the little healthy twist, right. And it was so, so good. And especially for someone who's not a chocolate lover, that was mm. divine. Um, <laughs> so I am definitely guilty of the one, uh, the person who like gets home and maybe just has not done their meal prep or I'm super guilty. Usually I, I never go through, I shouldn't say never, but hardly ever go through drive through But what I will do is I will go to the grocery store and grab a roasted chicken and in the car, like opening up the bag, eating a chicken. Like. The rotisserie chicken. Girl, I've been guilty of that too. <laughs> so if you're, if you're in LA and you see Nicole with like greasy fingers in a parking lot, just keep driving. Let her go. Just down. Don't mind us. Oh my gosh. I just posted this on my story. Maybe you saw it, Laura. It was a meme of someone like, I just got complimented on my lip gloss. And I was like, oh, that was the grease from the roasted chicken. I just That's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, that is so mean. So anyways, for those of you who are on the go and need something, a roasted chicken is not the worst grab to find if you you know have need something quick and you're starving and it's eight o'clock at night and you don't want to yeah. cook but yeah. 
for probably more, you know, to not be so rushed and to be a little more healthy, especially like digestion and nervous system. Are there a few staple dishes that someone can make that can just are easy ahead of time, can always have in the fridge, um, either ingredients or actual dishes that we could take away so that we can just come home and either eat it cold. I love, I'm not one to not eat cold food, but, um, or heat it up, um, quickly. And then they have that something to nourish themselves. That isn't like a McDonald's hamburger or sitting in your car, eating a roasted chicken. Oh my gosh. So super easy, quick things that I love to do. Um, in all honesty, I like to sometimes buy pre-cooked beets. Um, there's organic pre-cooked beets. I like that. And I like tossing them in like a spinach salad. So I'll do a quick like spinach salad with uh, the beets and I'll do pepitas, like pumpkin seeds. Um, you could do a quick vinaigrette, um, really easy. Any kind of vinaigrette you have, or even olive oil and apple cider vinegar, maybe a dash of honey. Um, honey is also really good for you at night. It's so good for calming just purposes and, and your gut health as well. I love honey for the gut lining. Um, and then I love protein. So, uh, you know, obviously chicken or steak, either or some people are not good with red meat. Uh, but chicken for the most part is great. So if you can, I would always suggest maybe pre cooking some chicken breasts and having them in your fridge. Um, that's such an easy thing to do just in the beginning of the week or a Sunday and just have either grilled chicken or, you know, even just baked chicken or something that you have in your fridge to pull out to even put together a quick little salad. Um, but the pumpkin seeds have magnesium and that is so good for dinner and nighttime to have magnesium in your system. I take that as a supplement at night, um, but a quick, great like spinach salad with some beets and seeds and nuts, anything like that is so good for your tummy. I love that. And that's so easy to throw together. Cause like other than yeah. cooking the chicken and let's be honest, like yeah. you could always just grab a chicken. If you don't even yeah, like, yeah, if you can't even, chicken. you can buy the pre-cooked chicken and just throw it together again. Yeah. And I, I love how, as you highlight these ingredients, you're talking about the health benefits of each one, like yeah. honey at nighttime, pepitas and magnesium. So yes. important to realize that what you're eating actually does have an impact on what's happening in your body. And you can do that. You can do that strategically in a very simple way. If you take the time to just learn how to do it yes. once, right? Like just that yep. initial learning curve, or you could hire someone like Ash to <laughs> cook for you. And then you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, sidebar if we ever have a family doctor retreat we are we are booking you so yeah i'm here for it um i want to switch gears just a little bit so something that nicole and i both have a lot of fun watching you do as you travel to all of these retreats you know do all these other things you get to travel and cook so you're seeing all these cool parts of the world you're not just doing this out of scottsdale was that something that was very intentional for you from the beginning or was it just an experience that it started popping up and you're like, this is kind of cool. I get to go places and cook, which I'm, I'm sure we said this before we started recording. I'm sure it's not all glamorous. I'm sure there's a lot of planning on your part, but I, I love chatting with people about whose careers take them traveling as part of the job. So I would love if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit more about that experience. 
Oh my goodness. Sure. Oh God, you guys, this was on my bucket list. Like I literally, I'm a big person that writes a lot of notes. I'm a, I'm big into a vision board. You know what I mean? So on my vision board, I had food network travel for you get paid to travel. I would literally write this stuff out. And within the same year, those things happened. I, you know, got the call from Food Network. I got um, a DM on my Instagram from this person saying, you've been on my bucket list. I've wanted to hire a private chef. Can we have a call, uh, have a call set up? Um, and I think I put it out in the universe and I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> um, I, I put it out there and I just would say it. And I was like, I think I can do this. I want to be a traveling chef. Um, you know, I wanted to have that experience of being on food network and doing some crazy competition and seeing what that's like. And, um, I'm just that person that just loves like trying something new and putting myself out there and seeing what happens. Like, let me just jump off of all the cliffs I can, <laughs> you know? And so it just happened so fast. That first year was insane in 2020. I just can't believe it still to this day, but, um, I get a call from this, you know, woman and, uh, we had this great conversation um, and I'll say her name, Raquel. She is here in the Valley and I've been cooking for her for years now, but one of her, uh, her within six months of knowing each other, she, she was like, I'm going to Turks and Caicos. Do you want to come? <laughs> She's like, I'm cooking my, I'm doing my first retreat. Um, would you be interested in, in cooking for our group? And I just thought to myself immediately, yes, um, I didn't really hesitate. You know, I, I obviously, I think in the moment I was like, um, I want to say yes, but I think I'll probably have questions for you. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. My first international retreat, I'm like, what are we doing? But it just took off. It was insane. And so that was the first kind of, uh, you know, experience with anything like out of the country and just when we were there uh we obviously have done a lot of research about grocery stores you know where are we going where is this where's that where's a fishmonger obviously we're by the ocean we're gonna want fish every day we're gonna want this um and then when you get there it's a little bit different than what you kind of have planned in your head um I did not buy I don't think a single thing of beef um, it just wasn't up to par with kind of what we were thinking. And so we literally had, I think, seafood and chicken the whole time. So it's just really a game of, of, um, making do with what you have, what looks good and just pivoting and just, you know, going with the flow. That is what I've always said. And what I do on a day-to-day -day basis with these retreats is go with the flow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So is there a place that is on your vision board now where you would love to cook for someone in a certain area or even a certain person? Like who knows, who knows who's listening to us right now in the universe? Like if you're no, listening, no, this no, might no, be your no. sign. Oh my goodness. I mean, I've always said I've wanted to cook in Greece. Um, that's been a big thing. Like we actually, we talked about going to Greece with another retreat, um, but it fell through. So things are there. It's right on the cusp of happening. I feel like Greece, Italy, Spain, like somewhere around those parts, uh, you know, would definitely be on my list of places that I need to cook in. I need to cook in those areas of the world. <laughs>
Yes. Well, anyone I am, I am open to cooking for anyone. Like, let me go cook for your grandma. I, you know, (laughs) oh my gosh, I love it. Well, I definitely know I have some friends in Greece who listen to this and I (laughs) go to Italy a lot. So we um, probably are going to be able to make this happen at some point. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. We're, we're planning. (laughs) So what I would love to know how, sorry, there's, I don't know if you can hear, there's a car alarm going off, but um, I would love to know a little bit more, although I love talking about food, mm-hmm. how you switched gears in 2020 to really just say, I fully trust myself that this is going to happen. Like, were there some specific things or was it just like, I'm a Hail Mary or were there steps that you took to, to make this pivot, if you will. Um, and then my other question is, do you know what your human design is talking about jumping off cliffs, every cliff you're given? Oh my gosh. Um, so just asking for a friend. 2020. Yes. So 2020, it was insane. Um, I, I started when I wasn't ready. Um, I didn't really have any mentor. I didn't have Um, you know, anybody that I kind of went to as far as, I mean, advice, I just was um, having this rumbling fire inside of my whole entire being um, that I couldn't ignore. Um, My husband at the time was, you know, he's very supportive. Uh, We are divorced at this time, but uh, we are still friends. And he is like, I'm so proud of you. You're going for your dreams. And I couldn't have asked for anything more than that. And so we have gone our separate ways, but I had just this insane feeling in my body that, you know, really that's, that's how the only way that I can describe it is um, that I just had to go. I had to, I had to lean into what was calling me. I was being called to do what I was here to, uh, what I, what I'm made for is to nourish people and to bring people together and just to create these experiences that people have never experienced before and that I wasn't meant for the nine to five um, traditional family life and I just listen and it's just opened up doors that I can't even begin to explain and um, it's just I feel so very fortunate that I've met the people that I have in this space and time here in this part of the world in Scottsdale, it's an incredible women's, you know, entrepreneur, uh, supportive community here. And it's just crazy. I've never experienced that ever in my life, but I think that I just knew I needed to find community. Um, I have obviously a good handful of girlfriends here that I've known for 10 years. Um, and they were like, Hey, you should listen to this, or you should listen to this podcast. And so, you know, I would do these things and then um, you know, it just expanded from there. And then I would send these people DMs and I would make those weird random emails and DMs and not be afraid to do it. And I didn't care if I was going to look stupid. So it's just putting myself out there, I think, and just being like, I'm the person that is here to nourish these people. Like, do you have an event? I am that person. And so it's just me believing in myself 
And I think that's all I've ever done is just know that I'm here to do what I love and it's just worked out. And I don't know what else to say about it. You know what I mean? It's just a weird feeling of I'm in alignment. Pick me. <laughs> I, I love that so much. And for those of you listening, you can't see her, but she's like grinning from ear to ear with just this amazing energy coming out of her. So I love it. And uh, I was thinking, I'm going to interrupt you, Laura, because I feel like, and we've had fantastic guests. Every guest we've had has been so fantastic, but I feel like this conversation, we've been smiling and like leaning in the entire time. And so I just want to, for those of you who can't see us, like this conversation is on fire and just lighting up all of our souls. So I'm sorry, Laura, for interrupting you, but I just had to bring that up. That's okay. I was, I was just thinking I, it's shooting your shot, right? Like you were like, I'm not going to be afraid. Like what's the worst that's going to happen. This person I don't know is not going to answer my DM. Like (laughs) so many of us get paralyzed by the fear of, Oh, what if they think I'm a weirdo? Like whatever, like own your weirdo. weirdo. That's all I got to be the weirdo. (laughs) Do you, do you, I, I don't know if you caught this when Nicole asked and I don't know if you know it, but do you know your human design? Yeah. So I was told that I was a manifesting generator. Makes sense. So are we. <laughs> no, it all makes sense. <laughs> we, know, really? we know our people. We'll all be jumping off cliffs together, holding hands. <laughs> See? Yes. Yes. My people. Oh, I, I love it. So, um, if people are listening and they're ready to book you for their retreat or as their personal chef, or they just want to follow along on their journeys, what's the best way for them to find you? Is there a social platform you like the best website? Yeah. So you can reach me on my Instagram. It's chef Ash Delro. And then also give me an email and it's Delro Caterco at gmail.com. <laughs> I love that your email rhymes. It's really easy to remember. <laughs> yeah. I'm my last name. I'm like Del Rosario. What is that? Okay, Delro. <laughs> and then I have a question. Do you have any sort of like cookbook or PDF download available for those of us wanting more of your delicious goodness in our life who maybe, you know, we're not in that area or aren't quite yeah. at the point of hiring a personal chef? Yeah. So, okay. So I'm actually, I'm working on a cookbook right now. I've never, I haven't told anybody yet. Yes. The exclusive, I guess, you know, tip there. Um, but I do have some recipes I can shoot you over. If you send me a DM on my Instagram. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, so good. Well, Ash, we have loved having you on and we always love to ask our guests one last question. And that is what advice would you give younger Ash? And that could be Ash from two weeks ago or Ash in 2020 or two-year-old Ash, what would that be? You know, when I was younger, I was so afraid. I was the most afraid. I was hiding behind my dad's pant leg and I never wanted to say hi to anyone. I would just say, do not be afraid. Just be yourself trust your gut, just be fierce and be a badass. <laughs> I, I love that so much. And I, 
I feel like I can say safely, you now do that. So uh, I'm sure your younger self is cheering you on watching that. Um, Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to come on and chat with us today. We, I can speak for both of us when I say we've really been looking forward to this interview just because we know and love you and all you're about so much. And uh, we just can't wait to share you with the world. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. It was so much fun. I will be here if you ever want to talk about food. <laughs> this podcast is for general information and educational purposes only. It should not be considered medical advice and or treatment. Although we are both doctors, we are not medical doctors or your medical doctor. What has been discussed should not take the place of your personal medical professional's advice, treatment, diagnosis, or care. If you love this podcast as much as we do, please take the time to subscribe, share, rate, and review. And we'd love if you would follow us over on Instagram. Our handles are at dr.lauradecessoris and at Dr. Nicole Marcioni, or you can just click on the links in our show notes. 